0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be back with today's guest, but first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Learn more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you at your school by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We want to thank Violet Defense for their support of Wednesday Wisdom. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by using the power of UV disinfection and bringing it to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violetdefense.com to find out more about their wonderful project products. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate ten thousand dollars or more every single year, while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will be very impressed. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or to learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call 614 981 3589, or you can email them at sales at wallofame.com to get started. That's sales at wallofame.com You won't be disappointed. We also want to thank Huddle. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to elevate the play of their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, analytics, and a whole lot more. Huddle's also built for every level of play from club and youth programs all the way through high school and college teams, and even professional organizations are using Huddle to help their teams play better. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users including your student-athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program or how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also puts you in touch with the 95% of the parents and the student-athletes who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials along with their products, or you can call them at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of what we're calling Wednesday Wisdom. Our guest today is uh, an old friend, uh, Lena Taylor. She was a podcast guest back in June, uh, actually volume two, number 61. Lena is a two-time Olympian, uh, and she's uh, taken that experience or Olympic experience and uh, turned that into a uh, consulting business where she is a speaker on a national level. Uh, She founded what she calls Close the Gap Leadership, uh, which does uh, leadership and team building experiences with You know, companies, businesses, schools, uh, you know, she's just tremendous. And she's got a great story to share with us today. Lena Taylor, welcome back to the podcast and Wednesday Wisdom.
1: Thank you, Jake. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm really uh, appreciative of this opportunity, especially at the beginning of the year when um, we have all of our plans and goals and everything that we think about of what we want to achieve. There is a fresh start, right? A clean slate. And uh, just like every high achiever out there, uh, including yourself and myself and a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast, the beginning of the year signifies to me that fresh start. And so uh, I had everything ready. I had all of my content ready. I had my goals for the year. I had everything organized for when the kids went back to school and just to launch into the new year. And then, of course, life happens. Uh, All of us got hit with COVID. At the same time, my parents included. And and very quickly, I had to put into practice what I teach, uh, which is how do we build resilience in the face of challenges? Uh, It seems like that's the story of my life. And and in in a very stark way, I had to do that all over again. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that are experiencing the same kind of challenges. Nothing seems to be as we plan it. Things seem to change all the time. We get thrown into situations that we can't even imagine. And so obstacles seem to be the way in the moment. So how do we turn those obstacles into opportunities? Uh, And today, what I wanna share with you and our listeners is how do we build resilience in the face of challenges? So that's been kind of my story growing up in Bulgaria. I grew up in Bulgaria while it was still a communist country. And just for our listeners that haven't maybe listened to my story before, I wanted to very quickly summarize uh, where I came from, what I've learned along the way, and, and how I'm turning my experiences into principles and steps and practical tools for people to set up their goals in what they wanna do and, and get from A to B, right? Get from where we are today to where you want to be. So growing up in communist Bulgaria, there weren't a lot of opportunities. One of the only ways that you could be allowed to even leave the country was if you were exceptional at something. You could be an exceptional artist or musician, scientist or an athlete. And I come from an athletic background. My dad was a rower. And so um, at a very young age, I started playing indoor volleyball. That was my sport growing up. And my dream was to eventually someday, hopefully, have a chance to play in the Olympics. Of course, every, every kid that starts to play a sport has that big dream. But very quickly, I realized that you know, that may not be within my reach. Um, at the age of 16, I had made it to the very top level of my club team. And I was feeling really good about it. It seemed like everything was going along that path that I had charted for myself until about two months into the new season, we got a new coach and the new coach had different plans. She looked at my statistics on paper and, and um, didn't think that I have what it takes to play at the highest level. And so just like that, she cut me. She told our captain to come and tell me that I'm cut, I'm off the team. Now you can imagine anybody in that situation at 16, that was the most devastating news. And I remember going home that night and I couldn't even tell my parents what had happened. I did what any 16 year old would do was just go to my room and start crying. And I cried and I cried and I cried. And finally, from exhaustion, I must have fallen asleep. Um, But I remember very clearly waking up the next morning and sitting at the edge of my bed. And in that moment, being struck by a thought, which was, um, you know, I had kept asking myself the question during the night, why does this hurt so much? Why does it feel like my life is over? And I had the realization, I stumbled, you know, by asking myself that question, I stumbled upon the realization that volleyball was not just a game to me, right? If it was just a game, go pick up another game, go do something else. But no, everything that I wanted in my life depended upon me being on that team. And so that realization in that very difficult moment gave me the courage you know, to make a decision. And the decision that I made was that I would go back to my practice, I would take my spot in the lineup and I would face the coach and now very possibly Faced the humiliation that she would kick me out in front of everybody. But I was ready to take humiliation rather than to give up on my dream. And so that's what I did. And when I showed back up at practice, of course, all of my teammates started whispering, why are you here? Why are you humiliating yourself? And, And I didn't say anything. And the coach went from person to person. She stood in front of me. And very quickly, she could see that I wasn't there because I was rebelling against her decision, but I was there because I was resolved. I was resolved to do anything that it takes to have my spot on the team. And so in that moment, she didn't say anything. She just kept walking. And I took that as a second chance. She was giving me a second chance to prove myself. So whatever effort I thought I was putting into volleyball up until that point, I quadruple it. And so by the end of the year, I become a starter on the team. We won the national championship. I got selected to be on the national team, proving not just to my coach and my teammates that I deserve that spot, but most importantly, proving to myself that if something is really important to me, I will do anything to make it happen. So in that moment, it was sort of my awakening to the fact that opportunities are not just going to be given to me. And if I want something, I will have to create it. And so that became my superpower, kind of the theme for the rest of my life when I figured out a way how to come to the US, get my education at a time that nobody from Bulgaria was coming. And I was the first athlete to come to the US on an athletic scholarship. And then later on, after I graduated from college, I figured out a way to start a new sport, which was beach volleyball at the time, and and train myself and my sister to the Olympic level and play into the Olympics. And so from those experiences, now I'm kind of looking back and have constructed a model of resilience that I want to share here with you, uh, which is based on what that early experience was. But I want to break it down into small steps that would kind of give us a, a guide into how can we apply that to everyday situations in our lives, and especially when we're faced with challenges. And so what I'll do right now is I'll walk us through the five steps to building resilience, and I'll connect them to that story, just so that I can illustrate to you what happened in that moment when I was 16, how I stumbled upon, you know, from desperation, really, to to come up with that resolve, and how everybody can put those steps into practice. I firmly believe that there was nothing really special about me, but there was something that all of us can do, given the right tools. So these are the tools that I wanna share with you. So resilience, when we talk about resilience, it's simply the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. Now, if you look at any situation where people are winning gold medals, Super Bowls, or if you look into the business world, Uh, some of the most successful businesses, it's not like the people that are at the top, they don't face challenges. No, but how do they recover very quickly from the setbacks that they face and refocus on what's the the next indicated step? So the first step in this process, what I talk about is acceptance. Now, this is easier said than done, and I'll explain to you why, because acceptance requires humility the humility to realize that we don't control the outcome of every situation. But do you see how the better we get at something, the more expectations we have of how things should go. And and then it's very difficult when something happens that is not according to our plan. Right? Something's thrown your way. Let's say the opponent Runs a play that completely throws us off, right? If we didn't if we didn't expect it. So, how can you refocus from that? Well, the first part is to have that acceptance. And I really in my teachings, I, I talk about having a daily practice of humility. How do you practice humility? Now, this is connected to teamwork. You have the realization that whether you're on a road where you're doing something alone or the way that most people work. Um, today is in teams, right? It, it's, it's, it's all about teamwork. It's about what can you do? What is your part in the equation? And then also giving an opportunity to everyone and everything else around you to contribute as well. So I had to accept in that situation, going back to when I was 16, that I had no control over getting a new coach, right? There's so many circumstances around us that we have no control over. So accepting the fact that we don't control every outcome is the first step. And very much this plays into teamwork, realizing that we're co-creators. We co-create our reality. And how do we show up? What is our part in it? The second step in the process is all about taking responsibility, right? What was my role in creating that situation? Is there something that I could have done differently? or something that I can do differently in the future. So taking responsibility requires a lot of honesty, right? We have to be honest with ourselves and in order to take that responsibility, to take care of our role in creating that situation. The third part in that process is what I call reframing. Now, this is really, about asking ourselves those bigger questions, just like I did in that situation when I was cut from the team. I had to ask myself, why is this important to me? What does it really mean to me? Who are the people that believe in me? Or who are the people that maybe depend on me in those situations? So all of those questions, which is a practice of centering point to what I call our true north. Now, this is a concept that has been talked about in the business world, but also in sports. What is your true north? What are the guiding values for everything that you do? Why is this important to you, right? We come to the question of why is something important to you? Now, the answer to those questions give us a deeper understanding Now, this is a quality that we develop over time by having that centering practice, right? We develop that understanding of what is our really true role in this world, in our organization? How do we guide the people around us? Do we have the understanding of what is important to them? What is important to the coaches that we lead? What is important to the athletes that we lead? So that understanding is developed through centering, and centering is developed through asking those bigger questions, okay? That takes us to step number four in the process, which is all about having the courage to reimagine another outcome, okay? So step number four is reimagining another outcome, which gives us the quality of being able to shift, okay? So remember that word shift, and I'll Um, The reason why I'm pointing out some of those words, Jake, is because when we get to our break after I talk about the fifth step, I'm going to give you those top five qualities that we develop through each one of those steps, and it's going to spell a word, and that word will be the foundational word to building resilience. So I'm hoping that you're up for playing along this little game with us and everybody will get to sort of see the reveal of what we're building towards here with all of these steps. So going back to the process, step number four is all about how do we reimagine another outcome and shift our course based on what is most important to us. From there, The fifth step in the process is what I call recommit. Do we have the willingness to do what it takes? Do we have the willingness to do what it takes? So I had to reimagine, you know, going back to my story, another outcome. This is what, by how I answer those questions and came to the realization that volleyball wasn't just a game to me, it was everything that I wanted in my life. That is what gave me the courage. It wasn't like I, I was really brave. No, I was, this was the most difficult experience in my life up until that point and and i was in a very vulnerable situation i had no idea what the outcome will be when i show back up to practice in fact i was ready to take humiliation right when the coach would now kick me out in front of everybody but reimagining another outcome being able to make that shift and that leads us to recommitting to the course, which is now what I did when the coach gave me a second chance, and the willingness to do whatever it takes. Now, we talk a lot about commitment, and when you get to the point of realizing what is most important to you, making the change to your behavior, to your habits, to everything that you do in order to support what you want to achieve in your life. Now, do you think that I complained about any drills from that point on? I don't think so. Do you think that I complained when the coach, you know, when we were supposed to shag balls or, you know, the coach made us run? I don't think so. Now, the willingness to do what it takes, this is how we inspire the people on our teams to commit to what is most important to us. And that leads to that quality that we're after, which is transformation. Transformation. So now just to review very quickly the steps, what is required And then what the qualities are. And after the break, we're going to go over the qualities one more time and reveal that acronym for what is the most important thing to build resilience. So number one, we talked about acceptance and how it takes humility to have acceptance. And teamwork really is the quality that we're developing here, knowing that we're not the ones that that create everything. We're co-creators of what our circumstances are. The second step is all about responsibility, taking responsibility. And that takes a lot of honesty, right? To take responsibility. Reframing is the third step in the process. And it's that daily practice of centering, asking those deeper questions. Why is this important to us? Right? And that leads to the quality of understanding, understanding ourselves, understanding our people. The fourth step in the process is reimagining another outcome which takes a lot of courage. And the quality that we're developing is the ability to shift in this process. The fifth step is all about recommitting to the course and having the willingness to do what it takes, which leads to developing the quality of transformation. So now let's take a quick break and then we'll reveal the quality that is the most fundamental part of building resilience. Over to you, Jake.
0: All right. Uh, you Hopefully you noticed I was uh, madly scribbling down uh, notes during that. All very cool stuff. Uh, and I actually, you know, did your interview, uh, you know, back in June. So uh, a lot of this stuff was coming back to me. Uh, we're visiting with Lena Taylor, two-time Olympian and the uh, founder of Close the Gap Leadership. Uh, we're going to be back uh, with her big reveal uh, on this episode of Wednesday Wisdom. Please stay with us. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by LifeTrack for their support of the podcast and Wednesday with wisdom. Athletic Surveys by LifeTrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by LifeTrack also puts you in touch with the 95% or more of the parents and players who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance. That a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at That's sales at Fame.com. I promise you, you will be very impressed. Welcome back to Wednesday Wisdom. We're with Lena Taylor, the founder of Close the Gap Leadership. Uh, Lena, again, your story—it's um, for me. It's just that personification of that word resilience. Uh, you know the challenges that you and you know your sister uh, met and overcame. Uh, to become uh, Olympians, not w- once, but twice. Uh, just incredible. Um, and I love the way you weave that story into uh, the components that you shared with us. So uh, I'm gonna turn it back over to you and uh, you know, you're gonna help us figure out what this uh, secret is uh, to you know, becoming resilient in our lives. Okay, thank you,
1: Jake. So we talked about building resilience and the fact that it's a process and the five steps to building resilience. I'll repeat them here now. I'll also repeat what are the daily practices that we need to cultivate and what I teach in my training in order to develop the qualities, the qualities that are needed to build resilience. Now, based on those five qualities that I will give to you and to Jake, they will spell a word which is the most fundamental part of building resilience. So we're ready. Now, the five steps of building resilience are number one, acceptance. Acceptance requires a daily practice of humility. Okay, and the, the quality that we're building through that is teamwork, realizing that we're not alone in creating what we want to create. The second step of building resilience is to take responsibility. And responsibility requires a lot of honesty. Right, And it's also a daily practice. How do we take account of the things that we are responsible for? Right, What are we in control over? So this is the quality we're developing, the quality of responsibility in our lives. The third step in the process is reframing. And we reframe an obstacle by having the daily practice of centering by asking ourselves those deeper questions. Why is something important to you? Who are the people that depend on you? And who are the people that believe in you in that process? Those are questions that point to our true north. And through those questions and that daily practice, we develop the quality of understanding, understanding ourselves better, understanding the people that we work with better, understanding the people that we are in charge of better. The fourth step in the process of building resilience is to reimagine another outcome. What else is possible when we're faced with an obstacle? And that takes a lot of courage, right? And the quality that we're developing here is that ability to shift, shifting, shifting from what we're presented with, and then going on to develop another response to the situation that we're faced with. The fifth step in the process is to recommit to the course, right? And that takes willingness. The willingness to do what it takes. And there we're developing the quality of transformation, right? Transforming our obstacles into the opportunities that we want to have in our lives. So based on that Jake, the top, the five qualities that I said that we're developing here through this training of resilience is teamwork responsibility, understanding, shift, and transformation. So what do you get from this?
0: Well, I hope I did this right. Uh, Teamwork, responsibility, understanding, uh, shifting, and transformation. uh, That uh, those first letters, they all come up with the word trust.
1: Mm, You got it. You got it. The most fundamental quality of building resilience is trust. But as we can see here, trust is not something that it's either there or it's not. Trust is something that we build through our daily habits. Trust is something that we build with our daily interactions with other people. Trust is something that we build for ourselves. And and this is something that I've learned, you know, looking back on my experiences and being able to achieve big things and also through all of the difficulties that I've been able to overcome. is is something that I share in my training with everybody that I work with. So thank you for giving me an opportunity to share with you today.
0: Oh, absolutely! We're so glad that you're able to come back and uh, and be a part of this. And those foundational components that you mentioned uh, you know the teamwork, the responsibility, understanding, uh, the the transformation those are all things that not just coaches or athletic directors can use or should use in their life, but, you know, all of us in whatever our uh, tasks are or our jobs or our lives, you know, just really, really great stuff. Lena, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and uh, pick your brain a little bit more or find out more about uh, Close the Gap Leadership, uh, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Best
1: way is to send me an email, lena at lenataylor.com comes directly to my inbox. I look at it every morning and I respond to all my emails. And uh, so that would be the best way. And also to look on my website, linataylor.com. That's L-I-N-A-T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. A lot of information about the training there as well.
0: Okay. And you're also uh, you know active on LinkedIn. Uh, uh, I think that's how we first connected. So Lena Taylor, uh, close the Gap Leadership two-time Olympian. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us on the podcast in this episode of Wednesday Wisdom. Thank you, Jake. Hey, For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all these interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next Wednesday for more Wednesday Wisdom and come back uh, just about every day for the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of Wednesday Wisdom. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 every single year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832 832- 786 0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more info. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will be very impressed. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to raise the level of play and their athletes and their teams using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, of course there's analytics, and a whole lot more. Huddle's also built for every level of play, starting with club and youth programs, all the way through high school and college teams, And even professional organizations are using Huddle to raise the level of play in their athletes and their teams. Huddle's um, got over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the teams that you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you or how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Wednesday Wisdom. Uh, Please share the Educational Lady podcast with your colleagues, your friends, and help spread the word uh, about our podcast and about our special features. Thanks again for listening.